Cura, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Kiora Wellington. It's B-Side Stories on Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. Thank you for joining us. I'm one of your hosts. My name's Laura. And I'm host number two. I am Christine. Hey, Christine. Hey. I have a super exciting and mm, green, like eco episode or uh, interview for the second half of the show. We're going to be talking compost with Nina from Sustainability Trust. Um, and I'm, I understand that you're excited about this. I'm really excited. I am still putting my food waste into the bin and I've been feeling a little bit anxious about this for a while and I've been thinking about getting an ice cream container but I don't need enough ice cream so I'm, <laughs> I'm after a solution to my composting um, to get underway. Yes, yeah, so this is your big opportunity to figure out how to set up your own compost mm-hmm. bin and make it all work. So that's in the second half of the show. I'm excited to hear Everybody it. has to stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. People are going to stay tuned because in the first part of the show, we're talking about cake. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Christine, kick us off into the first interview for the show. We're going to be talking about cake as much as we're going to be talking about kindness. Um, today, we have in the studio with us New Zealand's kindest bakers. Uh, Nick Murray and Marie Fitzpatrick founded Good Bitches Baking about five years ago now. Um, They've now got more than 1,500 bakers across New Zealand. They have delivered more than 500,000 deliveries of um, baked goods to people who need them. And they're now baking with prison inmates as well. Um, And on top of all that, they're making it their mission to make New Zealand the kindest place on earth. So Nick um, and Marie, can I let you introduce yourself for those who haven't heard of Good Bitches Baking? And you have got a big profile in Wellington now. What's your, what's your story, um, what do you do and why do you do it? Kia ora, Christine. Kia ora. Um, I'm Marie. I, I uh, started, I got drunk with Nick about five <laughs> years ago, probably to the day actually. Um, uh, and we were, we were riffing on, on the kind of state of the world and, and what was going on in the, in the streets and, and the sort of sad, frustrating things we were seeing around us. And then we started talking about food again and, and somehow... the the worlds collided and, and we came up with the idea of gathering a bunch of friends to um, bake um, kind kind things, bake bake and deliver kindness to to people in Wellington initially having a tough time. And that idea that a moment of a moment of respite that you can garner from having a, a cup of tea and a biscuit that, that somebody's kind of baked for you, you know, a stranger has baked for you to help you get through that day uh, was all all the kind of founding principles we had at the time was just to to do something nice for people having a, a, a shitty day. And mm. uh, and we put a post on Facebook and thought that nobody, a half a dozen of our friends would be keen and, and nearly five years later we've got well over 2,000 um, active volunteers registered around the country and last count 2021 20, it might be 23 23 oh. uh, <laughs> take six weeks <laughs> off <laughs> um chapters around the country so uh you know what started as a kind of impetus to fix things in our local community to engage with women's refuge and hospice and, and ronald mcdonald house here in wellington has exploded into uh, a national movement um for mm. kindness really and uh um, you know 
we're now looking at the future and trying to figure out where to next. Really interested in hearing about the future. Let's just keep a little while on the, um, what you've achieved over the last five years. Those stats are quite incredible. What is behind those stats in terms of the people at both ends of the, um, the kindness spectrum, the people who are baking and the people who are receiving? Uh, so for the volunteers that we have, um, we think that it's simply a fun and interesting way for them to, to get involved. And what they tell us is that mostly they've been looking for something for quite some time as a way to give back, but nothing sort of felt quite right for them. And uh, seeing what we do was something fun, um, really low-key and low-stress, and not threatening, like the idea of rocking up to a homeless person and offering them something that you've made them is just out of people's comfort zone often. And because you can bake in your own home, someone will come and pick it up. Um, if they don't want to, they never actually have to see the recipient. So it, it's kind of a step removed so that um, people feel super comfortable about it. And it's kind of like a entry level, I guess, for, um, for volunteering. And, and a lot of them go on to, to volunteer in more ways uh, once they figure out how easy it is and how, how good it makes them feel. You said it's a really safe, non-threatening way for people to volunteer. And at the same time, one of the things we're going to be talking today about is your Prison Bake program, yeah. <laughs> one of the great new things that you started last Which is year. Also, also pretty con- <laughs> confronting. Yeah, so, Opposite so, end of the spectrum. Um, yeah. So some people might think that that's a threatening environment to go into. Tell us about how that program came about and how it works and what it really is like. Um, so we'd sort of uh, had the idea a long time before it ever happened um, when we were just kind of brainstorming about who uh, could benefit from the opportunity to be kind as well as could do with a little kindness and um, and araha themselves. And prisoners kind of met both of those um, categories. And I had a chance meeting with uh, someone from Corrections on the street one day, <laughs> randomly, as you do. In, in <laughs> Wellington, that's normal. Um, <laughs> and, and pitched her the idea, and I thought it would be really hard to um, to get into prison. Uh, but she loved it and said, you know, let's, let's do this and make it happen, and can we do it tomorrow, please? I mean, oh shit! <laughs> Wasn't really expecting um, that reaction, but okay, <laughs> maybe not tomorrow. But um, let's do it. So it took us a little while to um, to put it all together because we wanted to take it quite slowly and carefully in the planning because going into prison was going to be quite confronting for volunteers, and we wanted to make sure that they were safe and comfortable before we went in. And um, the the first day that we went out there um, and we were walking um, behind the wire after we'd done all of our security checks and things and we're walking up, I did have this moment of thinking, shit, what the hell have you done? Yeah. <laughs> it's quite surreal. Isn't yeah, it? you've brought all these women um, with you into prison. Um, quick, let's run away. <laughs> but it was kind of too late then, so... Um, so we carried on up the, the driveway and it was awkward for like maybe about five minutes and then everyone just kind of relaxed and um, and by the end of the six-week trial, everyone was um, hugs, hugs and, and, and tears. tears um, <laughs> and and being you know, to come back. And, yeah, um, so it turned from being um, a very 
frightening um, potential experience into being one of the most rewarding things that that group of volunteers have ever done in their lives. And uh, the the feedback from them about how they benefited from the opportunity to uh, work with those men um, was really powerful and, and overwhelming. That was a pilot. Is it continuing? Well, we hope so. Um, as with all charities, we're reliant on um, kindness from other people uh, to keep going. And because um, because there is quite a lot of administration involved in getting people the right clearances and the right um, type of training and support, uh, it it costs money to to do. And the um, the results of the pilot that we did were just beyond our wildest dreams in terms of the impact for the men. Um, the women who received the baking, which were which went to Women's Refuge exclusively during the trial, uh, and the volunteers themselves was so incredible that we're just working our asses off to to try and find some funding to keep it going. How much do you need? Um, I reckon uh, we'd probably need about twenty grand if we were going to roll it out nationwide a year to cover the administration of it. Um, for the pilot at least, corrections covered the cost of ingredients and we deliberately structured the um, the recipes to be really cheap so that the men could potentially um, keep baking them themselves if they mm-hmm. wanted to and some of them have. While um, they're in prison they can yeah. actually oh, yeah. access the kitchen and do their own baking. Uh, so the, the group of men that we were working with are in what's called a self-care villa so it's sort of a simulated flatting environment so they have their own kitchen and they... Um, get taken out to the supermarket to buy their own food. And they have a heartbreakingly low budget. Um, I think it's something like $50 a week to feed themselves three meals a day. Mm-hmm. These are men Seven who are days doing a week. very active yeah, jobs. Yeah, who are all doing physical labour. Um, so keeping things cheap was, was really important. But um, they have uh, assembled themselves little baking pantries. And they even uh, started baking things that we hadn't taught them um, because they wanted to give more to the women in refuge. So um, as an example, we arrived one day and a guy had made, I think it was like a Mars bar cheesecake or something, and he'd, he'd gone and bought all of these ingredients himself, which himself, which wouldn't have been cheap um, for him, but he wanted to give something extra um, to the women. That's beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> I um, One of the reasons I love what you're doing in the prison so much is I personally uh, have taught yoga in prisons for the same reasons as you, that sense that who needs kindness the most, and it is prisoners, they've been through a lot on their journey to prison. But I was often struck by people saying to me, why are you doing something for them? They don't deserve it. Have you struck that? And what's your response to it? Yeah, um, I was actually taken by surprise a couple of times as I was talking to uh, friends or colleagues about it that a few people that I really hadn't expected to have a bad reaction had a really bad reaction um, saying you know I, I love what you do and the good that you're trying to do in the community but they don't deserve good um, and and it made me pause for a moment and think oh not everyone um, can see the, the benefit of this um, but not enough to make us stop doing it <laughs> um, and uh, I guess it, it just made us think a bit harder about um, the messaging that we put around it and the support we put around the volunteers who were doing it to make sure that they could answer those criticisms when they got it. And uh, I think if people took the time to understand that quite often uh, people in prison 
um, are victims themselves. They've um, often had really shitty lives. Yeah, um, and certainly the ones that we worked with, uh, the stories about their lives were often heartbreaking. And um, these men are going to be released, and I would much rather that they're released knowing um, that there are kind people out there who will give them a chance and that they were released understanding that kindness feels good to them um, and how to be kind. And one of the things that really um, made us cry our eyes out <laughs> um, on the first day was when we talked to the men and said that we would be taking their baking away and, and donating it, um, they you know, kind of went, oh, OK, cool, um, where's it going? I said to, to Women's Refuge, and they froze. And they hesitantly said, but do they know it's coming from us? And I said, yeah, they do. And they were kind of confused and said, but, you know, are they OK with that? I said, yeah, they are. And the relief on their faces when they understood that they could do a kind thing and reach out to that particular group of women and that their gesture would be accepted was just so beautiful to see. And the gesture's been accepted and even more than accepted. How has it been received by yeah. the women and refugees? Um, so there were a couple of examples. Um, one refuge said that initially the women had been a bit hesitant, but it opened up a conversation with them about um, redemption and rehabilitation and moving past um, pain and circumstances. Um, or another group of women uh, said that it gave them hope because some of their men... Um, were in jail and all they wanted was hope that their men could get better so seeing a demonstration from another man possibly in a similar situation working to try and improve himself and working to be a kinder, better guy um, gave them so much hope for their own men um, and they were so grateful for that um, that gift. Mm. And what sort of transition did you see in the men that you were working with from that experience of kindness? It was, it was pretty phenomenal. Um, you know, everybody was sort of awkward and and quiet in that first week. And I mean, we broke the ice pretty quickly and kind of mucked <laughs> sure in you them. Would. Because if you're baking, you're baking, and you know, you start to make a mess, and there's flour and sugar everywhere, and <laughs> and that immediately. Uh, broke the ice, although I would like to have them in my personal kitchen because they clean up oh. after you so brilliantly as you go. Oh my God, I am so messy when I bake. Um, it was bliss. Um, but, um, you know, there was kind of a, a bit of a shyness and um, and sort of reticence in the beginning to kind of tell us their stories. But, but by the end, um, you know, they were excited to see us. They were really um, wanting to share their stories and, 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 um, explain how the whole process had made them feel and you know a number of them sort of said quite extraordinary things as you were sort of walking out the at the door and you know one of them said something along the lines of you know I don't think I've ever done anything nice for somebody else just because wow. you know some, something kind for somebody else just because for no other reason than just because and and he said it feels really good and mm -hmm. so you know just just seeing them kind of open up their eyes to the idea of being kind and being generous for no return um, and the benefit that, that that has on them um, was really powerful. You know, a number of them had kind of, uh, you know, th they were asking by the end, oh, do you think that, you know, when I'm released, is this something that I can get involved with and and and, and help out with? And, and when we said yes, they, they were so touched. Mm. It was that kind of confidence that people on the outside would 
accept them. Um, mm. We did um, evaluation interviews with all of the men in the pilot and asked them what they learnt. And um, they started off by saying things like, you know, I learnt that this is the way you measure flour or, or things yeah. like that. And we're like, cool. Um, and then one of them said, I learnt that I can be a kind person and I had no idea that I could. And we were just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a good thing. We were like literally gathering the car park afterwards as a unit and have a wee yeah. cry about what somebody had said or, or what mm. somebody had achieved in, in that sort of week or so. And isn't it beautiful when you see people who have been so beaten down in life finally being lifted up by yeah. something, by yeah. a sense of accomplishment at something they didn't think or that they'd Yeah, done and I think part of it is also the acceptance. Um, so on the first week, they sort of said to us, oh, you know, do you get paid to do this? And mm-hmm. we said, no, no, we're volunteers. And they went, oh, yeah, what church are you guys from? <laughs> yeah. And mm, we said... not really a church. We said, <laughs> the Church of Bitches. <laughs> and Which they loved. <laughs> they loved. They loved calling us bitches. Um, uh, but, you know, explaining to them that we were just simply volunteers who were there because we wanted to be, um, they were gobsmacked by, by that concept as well. So everyone deserves a little kindness. Everyone benefits yeah. from a little kindness. And you guys have some big plans to create more kindness? Well, yeah. <laughs> um, so so we decided one day to sort of change our mission a little bit um, because we have been so... Over wine? <laughs> always. Uh, always. <laughs> it's pink there's, too. There's always wine. <laughs> um, that, uh, you know, we were so um, convinced about the benefits of kindness um, to everybody involved that we've decided we want to make it our charity's mission to make Aotearoa the kindest place on earth. I love it. Um, So we're open to any ideas that people have about how that could happen. Um, We've got a few things in the pipeline. We've got a kindness debate coming up on the 11th of April where we'll be debating the moot that gross national kindness should be our measure of success as a country. Love it. Where's that happening? Uh, it'll be at Old St Paul's and people will be able to buy tickets from our website uh, soon. soon. <laughs> um, Please bear with us yes, soon. And we'll be announcing all our celebrity debaters soon. Um, we're looking to expand uh, the Prison Bake operation uh, pending getting some funding. Um, we'd like that to be uh, nationwide as well. And we have a few other uh, things sort of applying the model that we've developed for baking to other things um, because we've learned a shitload about how to mobilise um, people in a simple and fun manner uh, through baking, but there's lots of other things people could do um, to contribute to their their community um, and just build off the, the tools um, and infrastructure that we've built around it. Um, so as an example, we're looking at um, a little pilot of people who grow flowers in their garden and often um, at times have more flowers than they can possibly do anything with in their homes. Of Imagine if there was a way to get those flowers into shelters and refuges and places that, if you've ever visited them, are pretty freaking grim. Um, so... It would sparkling. be amazing to have them yeah. at the opening at the door at the counter at the night shelter. You yeah. Know, so we just need some people who are growing flowers and have some people go and pick the flowers and yeah, drop the flowers and arrange yeah, them. Just, or... you know, use our rostering system and you know, it'd be fairly easy. And you can imagine um, a whole range of services that people could 
could offer. Um, we're just exploring all of those possibilities at the moment. And if any any listeners have any brilliant ideas, get in touch with us yeah. via our website. Um, and that we've we've worked out, we've learned a lot, um, but we've got quite a good system. And but we've also got quite a good reach. You know, we've over 2,000 active volunteers, we want to leverage that for more than just baking. We want to help them leverage people in their community to do other things, you know, because not everybody wants to bake. Not everybody can bake. Not everybody can afford it. Um, But we're not going to just settle for kind of reaching capacity for baking, which we are rapidly doing within New Zealand. We want to make it bigger. We want to make New Zealand the kind of place. What are some of the other um, ideas that are floating around at the moment so that people might know what they could give you feedback on? Uh, well, we're looking at ways to expand the baking part of it. Um, for example, that we know that there's some people who can't physically bake on their own. So we're looking at a sort of buddy system um, where if people have some sort of disability and um, it makes it hard for them to bake, that someone can go and do it with them so that they can um, receive the... Uh, the joys of being kind. Um, similarly, um, some people can't afford the ingredients for baking. Um, butter producers, I'm looking at you. Yes. Um, <laughs> Dairy companies. <laughs> Stop making it hard. If anybody would like to sponsor yeah. the yes. program. Yeah, if anyone's got a ton of butter, we've got <laughs> we've, we've got a whole lot of people who, <laughs> who could deal with it. Uh, but looking at a sort of sponsor a bitch type scheme, where if you don't want to do it yourselves, you could help someone else um, be a volunteer in that way. Um, we're also looking at ways to have more conversations about kindness um, and really challenge people to think about what uh, kindness could do in any setting. Uh, so. We're looking at a little sort of corporate team building exercise that um, could be run to give people a little taste of um, being a good bitch for a day um, is like, and hopefully that will inspire them to to think about how they could make their workplace kinder. Uh, we're having lots of conversations online about how to make the online environment kinder, um, which could really do with it at times. For sure. Um, yeah, a bunch of a bunch of shit. <laughs> Exciting times. So, if people want to uh, give you feedback on any of those ideas, or they have other ideas, they can bombard you at yeah. your website, which is gbb.org.nz. If people want to help you out with sponsored butter um, <laughs> or just donations, they can also contact you the yeah. same way. Or do you have a fundraising? Uh, there's a Give a Little page, which you can find just by searching on Give a Little. Or we have an online shop with a range of awesome kindness-related merchandise, like tote bags, T-shirts, a recipe book, that sort of thing. Um, If they want to buy some cool stuff, um, they can also talk to us on Twitter. Um, We're happy to have a yarn or on Facebook. Facebook. Um, Or send us an email via our website. We're happy to talk about kindness anytime. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show, kind ladies. And we're going into a song that you have chosen uh, called Dreamer. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks.
She hit him like, 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 like. 